see most of the human race killed off because it is unworthy. It is unworthy of the gift of life. I don't care what society thinks. They're nothing anyway. They're no better than me. Until we have a safe word, we will not stop. This is Jason Rouse, and welcome to the Safe Word Podcast. Ian Edwards, and maybe, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> Fahim. Maybe, I'm too far away from the mic. You're too far away, because there's been some budget cuts around here, so we've only got one uh, microphone. How, how are you guys doing, ladies and gentlemen of the uh, jury? I'm good, man. I I'm feel good. like this is an intervention, and I know you guys are friendly, but at Rouse, the same Rouse time... just sprung this on us. He's like, come see my new apartment. <laughs> You did not mention anything about doing a podcast. I thought you we were... come over. Yeah. How can you think you're thinking like my ex girlfriend? Like I just assumed. Yeah, you just assumed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you think like all my ex girlfriends. Well, I don't know how to talk to people uh-huh. outside of the business. Right. So everything has to be a narrative for creative ventures. This feels like a, a podcast trap. <laughs> it's like... a podcast <laughs> trap. That's my new. It's like Money Trap with Tom yeah, Hanks. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't know that movie because it came out you when you were born. Tom Hanks fan? Fahim, are you Tom Hanks? You're Tom Hanks. Yeah. I, uh, I met Tom Hanks. Can I tell you the story? Please. Oh, now he's got the now, mic. Now oh, I got oh. the mic. Now we're talking about the whites. I'll, yeah, I was like, what is this two-bit operation? Then you, you drop Tom Hanks and I'm all ears. I need the mic now. Summer of 2001. Summer of 2001. I... Uh, I Got to audition for SNL. For real? Yeah, I, I auditioned twice. Whoa. I've done it once. Phil Hartman, um, uh, I was into college uh, for writing and performing in, in 2000. And um, the, uh, they decided to put a, um, uh, a, a year-end award together. And Phil Hartman's brother and sister, Canadian, Bram- Bramford, Bramford, Bramford. Brampton, Bramford, mm-hmm. Russell's from Brampton. Um, Phil Hartman's from Brant Forward, mm. and um, the school did a show in his hometown in uh, Phil Hartman's name. It was a sketch comedy show. Well, as Phil Hartman's name it was attached to it, his uh, Laura Michaels got involved. Kids in the Hall. Um, Dan Aykroyd was my uh, intro for my for my stand up performance. Whoa. Yeah, I, I was like, they go, oh, Dan Aykroyd. I go, please, make Dan Aykroyd say my name. And everything else is gravy. I don't even care if I win this award or how, even if, even if I do mediocre, I just want to, and I made my girlfriend stand next to Dan Aykroyd with a tape recorder so I could get him laughing. You guys don't care. Dude, no, I care, <laughs> you, I care so you much. Jaded Hollywood no, no, you jaded Hollywood No, You know how I care? Because uh, the way you're sitting? Yeah. I'm sitting, <laughs> but also Phil Hartman is one of my favorites. Yeah, he like when people be. ask who my favorite because it's not a lot of people's favorite because he plays a straight man mm-hmm. and he's such a utility guy. He mm-hmm. wasn't like a loose cannon, but he was like such a good base. He was a cannon, but not a loose cannon. Yeah, like unfrozen caveman lawyer. He was so measured. Mm-hmm. He was so precise. Pee-wee's Playhouse. Oh wow. Okay. Like I, yeah, but I just from Lawrence his SNL Fishburne, days, like. Yeah. Yeah, no one says Phil's their favorite, but like he was always one of my huge favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Phil. Um, the it was, oh, of course, the comedy he wasn't, community. He wasn't one of my favorites. Oh no! Oh. How rude! <laughs> <laughs> well, let's bring him in. What? <laughs> so Lauren got to see me perform stand up with uh, uh, Dan Aykroyd being my introduction. Allowed me. How to- was your act then? Was it like anything like now? Or were you clean? <laughs> uh, it was relatively clean. Uh-huh. Up until, you know, around that time I did a stand-up special, an hour stand-up special. And uh, an hour of television. Yeah, I said it. 
I did an hour on television in Canada. So mm. I had to um, work within the, you know, it was the first time I was subjected to the language of television and like, oh, we could get in trouble for something that you would say. So did you have to clean up your act or your act was already clean? No, 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 no. It was a terrorist attack most of the time. Um, it was filthy, but more because Jim Carrey was such an influence. And Living Color changed my whole trajectory of what, especially Jim being planted in the middle of that cast, mm-hmm. growing up 20 minutes from where he was from. I was like, okay, I can see at least some beats. Mm-hmm. And um, so there was a lot more physicality, wackiness. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, I filled in the blanks with my lack of writing and and uh <laughs> and uh poignant uh, <laughs> uh release but uh so i had a year leading up to the taping i spent meticulous time going over every bit and i had actually written it all into a, you knew a year in advance i knew yeah i was about eight because they weren't handing them out like america like there would be like six to ten specials a year mm. off and on for like oh, four okay. or five years so there was like you got it, and then you'd have uh, six to eight months of prep time. It's Can- and it was Canadian comedy like then, like in Europe, people tour with their material for a year, mm. and then they do hit all the festivals, do their hour, and then drop it, and then move on to the next hour. Was Can- Canadian comedy like that? No, you cut that experience in half. So Canadian comedy would be like. Amateur night, you get a, a professional guest spots. Then you start mm-hmm. the middle, doing your thirty minutes in between the host and the headliner, mm-hmm. and then you get up to headliner, and then you try and get in the just for laughs mm-hmm. to get a development deal, and mm-hmm. uh, that was about it. That and anybody after that, it was get a green card. Uh, uh, <laughs> or or is or, that is that a part of the the award? The green card? Yeah. No, 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 no. I got a, my green card completely on my own resume. I had no mm-hmm. sponsors or anything. Yeah, you, I you, made... you got yours off the body of the guy you murdered. <laughs> okay. yeah, sorry. He's coming in hot. <laughs> I, I was going to make tea. <laughs> but yes, it was uh, um, the things that I had happened. Anyway, Phil Hartman Award didn't win it. But then the Saturday Night Live called the school and was looking for me. And I went to New York. And the uh, the week that I was there was when Tom Green was hosting. Oh, another yeah, Canadian. Yeah, and, which was kind of cool. And one of my f- teachers who just passed away a couple weeks ago was uh, Ann Beats. The guy you got the green card from. No, it was Lady. She was one of the original SNL writers uh-huh. uh, and wrote, wrote for National Lampoon. Mm-hmm. Told me all these legendary firsthand, like, just Stories. some of the best stuff. Like, just, yeah, it was so good. So I she goes, well... Uh, do you want to come to SNL and watch a taping? I'm like, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. of course. Did the audition the next day, was the taping, went, Tom Green was there. And then we went uh, to the after party that they do, the rap party yeah, yeah, all yeah. the time. And um, I'm looking around. Will Ferrell had just finished Zoolander, so his hair was all still bleached on top. I was like, mm-hmm. he did this movie with Ben, uh, ben Stiller. I'm like, oh, well, this is going to be kind of crazy. He looks fucking out of it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I hear Tom. Tom, Anne calls Tom Hanks over to sit down next to me, to, and then she gets up and leaves. So I spent like twenty minutes with Tom Hanks. He just finished Castaway at that time, and we we're talking about that. And he was so nice. Yeah, yeah, he's very nice. So, what, he's, what are you going to say about Tom? No, I, I like Tom Hanks. I think <laughs> I think he's the one dude every nationality can agree on. Yeah, that is a like if he ran for president. He could he could yeah. create his own party, you know what I mean? We we don't even know what he really is. We just seen the body of movies and we're like, that's Tom Hanks. Yeah, who doesn't love Tom Hanks? Oh God, here we go. Yeah, I had to, get, I had to, I had to get the mic back. Okay, that, you're you're a Phil on. Hartman fan. But is that would be Tom funny. Not wacky enough for you? No, Tom's great. But that would be so funny if you were like, you know what? He was a real asshole. <laughs> like you're the one story that oh. Tom Hanks like he just really let loose. Like it's all a facade. No, I, I, uh, that would see because he's such a beloved personality that if, like, that's because I was afraid to meet certain people, and we probably all have a cut in a Mount Rushmore of like, oh man, if this goes bad, this is gonna really fuck up my, my life. You don't yeah. care. Yeah. If you, I don't, who's the I don't care if somebody who projects a certain image, and I meet them if they're not. 
Oh, so you it's came like, to my like, house the, assuming there would be dead animal staples of the wall? And yeah, you're like, the first I'm, thing I'm, you said was, oh, it's clean. I'm disappointed. <laughs> you but I'm still sh- sitting here talking to you. Do you want to put newspaper down and have a shit on the floor so you can relax? Yes. <laughs> Please. <laughs> is is my uh, onstage personality so polarizing that this is an adjustment for you? Yeah, it's just like if you're listening <laughs> to this, right? And you've seen Jason I haven't Rouse hit record yet. On stage, right? <laughs> like you just wouldn't expect him to have like the cleanest A comic. toilet? A po- yeah, yeah, like you, he's the type. He looks like the type of person who would jam up his toilet on purpose. I do that, but not <laughs> you know my saying? toilet. Right? Uh, they call me the log father at <laughs> Wendy's. Yeah, yeah. Like you send Snapchats <laughs> that gross, gross people out. Yeah. So don't you know? You, I come in here. You gotta have balance. And this is like my apartment or cleaner. Like I would have to clean up my apartment to avoid invite <laughs> you embarrassed. over. <laughs> like Rouse is coming over. I gotta tidy up. No one's ever said I, that. I, I gotta clean up before the maid comes and, and <laughs> does what I miss. Question yeah, there's though. no there's no reason for it. Like um, yeah, your place looks like. A girl's vagina before she goes to the gynecologist. She cleans up Tidy. and shaves Tidy. and tidies up before she goes there because she doesn't want the gynecologist to see it in its normal state. I don't date girls that go to the gynecologist. I wait more free range, you know, street people. Some so, a girl that you can smell the brand before you see it. We, we, glo- we glossed over this, but this is just like... Tom many. Hanks and you hate No, him. no, no, not even. So you just kind of gloss over that you auditioned for SNL. <laughs> Like, yeah, like I'm not gonna probe. Well, there, I need, I was, need to know. Uh, I had two auditions. Sorry. Uh, oh, hold on. Hold Sorry. On. Was it for the same year or different years? It was within a few months of each other. So this is sort of like a callback of sorts. I got a callback, and then they Lauren had told me that he doesn't know what to do with me, and I said, Thank "Okay, you. hold on, hold on." Before we hold, before we even get to this verdict mm. uh, or this decision that Lauren came up. with. Yes, Jimmy Fallon was there. All right, that was, yeah, that was going to be my, that's all I wanted to know. No. <laughs> so, because the whole process and there's a lore and it's a magical place. Yeah, I auditioned during the pandemic. So oh, mine okay. was all, mine was like a fucked up version. I was mine was the, all tape. Mine was completely untraditional in, because you've seen numerous YouTube videos of like Will Ferrell auditioning on the stage, for SNL. Yeah, yeah, H. in the studio. Mine was all done in, in meeting and I'd done some shows for them uh, at Stand Up New York and Caroline's and stuff. So they brought me back, and again, they're, they're like, we're trying to figure it out. But they uh, did I, you do characters? No, but I at that time, the Jim Carrey gene that was in there was a lot of physicality, and I think that's what Lauren was kind of leading. He was like, Okay, I see him touching on character based or character driven stand up comedy. Do you think they felt like maybe they missed out on Jim, even though he did audition for SNL? And they're like, This is a way to kind of get it. No, back, no, even, even at our at the same experience that we had for those te- that ugh, I can't even fucking um, no, I was Jim Carrey's talent eclipses most people in the entertainment industry at a glance. Mm-hmm. So what they were probably looking for is some sort of a crossover possibly at that time uh, into more of a, a a slapstick uh, aspect of it. So they Chevy were Chase. Right. Yeah. They were very familiar with your stand up, correct? Yeah, they saw it. Yeah, they saw it. So that's what times. kind of perked their interest and their yeah. familiarity. When you did you audition on that stage? Because you hear no. these story. Oh, you never even auditioned on no, the stage? No, no, no. Because I had my background wasn't in sketch comedy. And that's part of the, the relief that I had at the end of the process was uh, we don't know what to do. And I was relieved. I was like, I can't handle live television. Instinctually, did you told them that? No, I wouldn't. You tell just them knew that. that. I knew that. And sketch, I was floundering. And yeah, and you let them shit. You let them find that shit out when it's too late. Yes. After you, after you, you know, get paid, signed the contract, yeah. and you got paid. No, yeah. no, I didn't want to be a guy. Who blew I can't it. do this. <laughs> you like that's that's, like, that's your fault. You should have vetted me better. I couldn't handle <laughs> the temptation of being on live television. Like, mm-hmm. look at what Andy Kaufman did to that show, uh, sketch show he had with Kramer in the eighties. Fridays, mm-hmm. and Andy would blow up the fucking scenes live. Oh, okay. And uh, Dreyfus, uh, Michelle Dreyfus, is that her name? Uh, uh, from Seinfeld. She was on that show with Cop. Yeah. Was, she was on Fridays too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How young was she? She was young on Seinfeld. She How? still looks the same now. 
She still looks amazing. She's, she's, she's on that show. Because uh, Michael yeah, Richards was on it. That's right. And Larry David wrote on that, right? Yeah. 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 I like Larry. Do you hate Larry David? Why would I? Who doesn't love Larry David? Yeah, He's yeah. got that Tom Hanks gene, right? Uh, I don't know if he has a Tom. You know what he has? Like, he's not as likable, or he's likable in a different way. Mm. He's likable in the way that a lot of people would like to be. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Like, if you're going to be a curmudgeon, like, he's curmudgeon. made it acceptable and excusable for people to accept him being a bit of a cunt into society. You know, like he, he's, he's a cunt's way in. He's a gateway cunt. He's a gateway cunt. Yeah. But he also, he's not trying to pass himself as right. anything but a gateway That's cunt. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's genuinely honest cunty. Can you say cunt? Yeah, I can say cunt. Whoa. 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 <laughs> My career's over. Just Whoa. The, or I call you up. I go, hey, can you edit that out? I thought I could say it, but I just oh. please. I prefer if you just change it. Yeah, you're definitely under, because you're a very nice, likable person. All right. People must be after your ass. For what? To sink your fucking ship. Uh, I don't think like, so. Like, no one fucks with me. I don't have any issues. Uh-huh. I don't. I only get maybe one death threat a I, year. I do find that, though, like, uh, with all the canceling and stuff nowadays and stuff with celebrities, I find part of it is if, if some stuff comes out that is not on brand for you, mm. the, the, you fall further from grace. So if I'm volunteer once a week at a children's shelter and someone snaps a picture of me, I'm not going to get those metal festival gigs. Exactly. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I got to have more so abortions. So stop volunteering. Stop volunteering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you volunteer? Uh, no, I should. I want to, I want to, I want to do more. Yeah. <laughs> because when I criticize people for mm. when, for doing something, at least I want to have some ground to stand on. Yeah. Because I do shit on people who publicize their charity. Oh yeah. You know, you know. Would vaccination photos considered charity photos? I don't know. It's kind of what is it the virtue signaling? It's weird, isn't it? It's called uh, uh That's like a needle I voted. Yeah. Yeah, like a needle I voted, needle right? I voted, yeah. It's so weird. There's some people that I um that I've been close with for a number of years that have changed th- this lane into this lane where it wasn't really necessarily about being funny or doing comedy. It was more about being a good person. Right? Yeah, Yeah, I would never sacrifice comedy for being a good person, so I have to find a way to be a good person who's always funny. Because funny is everything. There you go. My race is funny. Yeah. Like, I've been doing comedy so long, my race is funny. Your race is funny? Yeah, that's my, my... that, that's my new nationality, you know. Funny. Oh, your race is funny. Yes. Okay. My I new, thought you were Jamaican. Yeah, but yeah. I'm also, <laughs> I'm, I'm British, I'm Jamaican, mm-hmm. I'm British, I'm American, and funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? But funny is... Like, when you, when you do, when you do my 23 that. and me, funny's going to show up on that shit. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Comedy's that's gonna that's show a up good... That look shit. at how we all just smile because of that. <laughs> You're very... I know you hate Tom... <laughs> this is all very uh, uplifting, but yeah, I, I find that that is a, a great truth mm-hmm. to put through everything, and it, and it, it really cancels out—no pun intended—the mm-hmm. people that are uh, out witch hunting and trying to uh, villainize everybody. Yeah, those really weird times. Yeah, we were talking last night. You, you, Kelly doesn't have a mic, but we was talking about like so people try to cancel. Joe over the vaccine thing, right? <laughs> and it was just a statement. And, and it's like, you're trying to cancel someone who's helped so many people. There's so many, if you just even oh, yeah, 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 yeah. kind of yeah. looked into Joe. Yeah. If Joe and, was an algorithm mm-hmm. and you got to see this analytics, yeah, like it, okay. it would be, it would, it would really change the attention to well, well, this guy right. is on the point for us. It's on the point for us. So, so you're trying to cancel someone who's helped so many people, and if you cancel him, he wouldn't be able to help more. So, yeah, uh, do you really care about canceling? Like some people should be canceled, but do you really care about? The clout you're getting from canceling someone, or these are the people, or because you, you're trying to cancel people to help, 
You're trying to cancel people like you feel that needs to be canceled so you can John, help society. But if you cancel some, Joe Rogan, you're going to hurt society. Yeah. So it's like, we, that, this has to be sorted out. This cancellation shit has mm-hmm. to be sorted out because it's not like this. But this, it feels like there's... I think a lot of hurt nope. people were trying to gain elevation to be heard. Yes. And in the mix... You're getting a lot of Trojan horses. It's like trying to cancel Joe Rogan is like, like shooting John Lennon. It's well, you know what it's like? It's like fishing for tuna. You're gonna get some like when you're canceling, hey, look out for the dolphins. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we all like tuna, right? But don't get any dolphins caught in it, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's it's cold. Yeah. It's really cold. And it it's I just think that Maybe it's just some people haven't lived long enough to see the long-term picture. Do you think people 20 years are senior, especially people ex-military are observing all this unfolding, kind of scratching their head going, didn't we kind of deal with this in a war or two? Well, that means they no, nobody fixed it. Yeah. Like that means the stuff wasn't fixed from before. Mm. And it's like we have to be like, are we going to fix this now or do we want another generation to have these same issues is this, this is cyclical and repetitive, and it's like yeah. we're supposed to be like smart enough, and we claim we are, and the same issues still remain. So it's we'll, odd too, and there's so much brain power on this planet. Yes, with high-level scientists, forward thinkers, you know, all these people. Not to mention, you know, the hundreds of people that's come across Rogan's desk who've kind of solved problems. On yeah, the fly, yeah. and then oh, I guess well that that was an interesting idea, right? Peace, right? <laughs> World peace, <laughs> feeding people, cleaning up the water, right? Creating an environment that everyone can rise up in. Mm-hmm. Yet it is a uh, what is it like crabs in a bucket? Is is that in the, the barrel? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know how we're going to fix this. I you know I think we're all on the same page that we just want to travel and tell jokes, make make a modest living, at doing what we love. Maybe have some. Successes beyond a modest living would right. be great. Mm-hmm. It ain't forever. Yeah, we don't. We ain't trying to be Tom Hanks, but you okay, know, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but we trying to do something. Yeah, totally. Well, this yeah. is our best way of contributing to our environments. Right, right. I don't know if I am, but I think you guys are great. <laughs> I mean, you definitely are. What are you talking about? Bro? I'm trying to create a situation that's so horrific that people have mm-hmm. no position but to complain about me than <laughs> the other things that don't mean shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Beetlejuice. Your job is when I'm getting canceled to jump in and do something worse and take the attention. Thank you. <laughs> Thank I'm your bulletproof yeah, vest of you, society. <laughs> Yeah, you're like the comedian diversion, sort of like when you play youth (laughs) basketball, some guy is barking in the corner of the court. Yeah. And then that frees up the lane. Yes. I'll get on all fours and start barking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to do crazy? We'll do crazy. Get me on the fucking all fours in a Paddington Bear costume barking at the players. But you know, what? you just made me realize, Fahim, how genius that play was. Like, it's so left field, it's out of nowhere, and it worked. And it's like, who thought of that shit? We need to talk to that motherfucker. What else you got? You know what that is? That's kid logic. You're not pounded down by society and norms. A kid comes up with, you know it would throw them off if one of us started barking like a dog. Yeah. And then they'll be distracted, and the lane will be open. Hit me down low. Parents are fighting. Kid acts up Mm -hmm. to break up the uh, conflict. Yeah. That's how I developed my career. <laughs> Just breaking up families. Breaking up families. <laughs> I go to Disneyland, fam- mother and father are arguing, mm-hmm. kids crying, I urinate in the fountain. <laughs> and then everybody's like, this is, this is the new problem. Yeah, you, you, nobody's paying attention. The kid stops nobody's, crying. Yeah. Their parents stop yelling. They stop fighting. And because of that, in hindsight, everybody realized how silly everything was. And I'm in jail so, and the world's a better place. Yeah, so you're like a cooler. Like in Vegas, they'll put like a person next to the table when the the, the gambling is hot. Like when the temperature mm-hmm. of people's attitude is hot, you you cool it. A cooler by doing something, yeah. Coolers. <laughs> <laughs> Coolers. <laughs> What what is the cool? Uh, so what is that? A quiet person that's like a snitch on the poker table? Nah, someone who has such bad luck 
that you put them oh, at the table the of switch. someone's having really good luck yeah. to change, the, have their energy change the luck at the table. Interesting. To shut it down. Okay. So apparently these billionaires that own casinos also believe in spiritual shit. Yeah. Well, there is. It's a bit of a seance, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. You're trying to raise the dead money, <laughs> right? Have you guys ever been to a sway? Do you ever fuck around, Fahim, with black magic? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was Ian's stripper name, Black Magic. How did you know? Hey, I still got your calendar from 86. <laughs> oh, shit. Man. It's a long time ago, man. Speaking of 86. Mm-hmm. Is that when you left England? No, no, no. No? No. Were you, were you, why? Are you, you, I, I feel like, why'd you say 86? I don't know. I have some premonitions of numbers and things and stuff. And when I said that, I, for some reason, I was drawn to you to say 80. You, you have premonitions? Yeah. Now I want to know more about these premonitions. Like, what's I'll, going on? I'll show you some stuff sometimes. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just... Time lines moving closer to me. Hmm. I, I, I'm, it's pretty vague. I'm, yeah, it's pretty vague. You, 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 I've, you've, your explanation mm. took me further away yeah. from, what, from knowing what you're actually talking about. It's, it's hard to That's describe. That's a great skill. I'll try some of it. Tonight on stage, if you guys want to sit in the front and boo. <laughs> He's like, I do mentalism now. Oh, yeah, I, I move, make the walls bleed. And my urine turns red. It's really weird. Um, <laughs> Sometimes my, my urine turns yellow. Really? From red. Sometimes yeah. mine tastes different. It's really weird. It's not even the asparagus so much as is the anger behind the force of the it. anger. It looks like rusty what what. Oh, because your mother still loves you. Fahim's giving me the no. I'm going to be around my family after this. I've been getting messages about coming back to England. Yeah, they don't want me back. <laughs> Have you been to the UK? Uh, did you do the Soho Theater? I think. We yeah, I did like some stuff in Europe. So I did. I did like a week in Soho Theater. That yeah. was fun. And then cool area, like that whole. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. And also, it was interesting because I've only done stand up like in the states, and also like Montreal. That's yeah, pretty much it. What year were you at Montreal? Uh, I did New Faces in two thousand ten. Okay, and then I've been back like other years and stuff. Yeah. Hey, what's it like being on New Faces in your 30s and 10 years into comedy? <laughs> it's such a well, weird Well, when did thing. I get it? I got it. I got it in my 20s, though. Like, uh, uh, it's such a different experience going there as a New Face as opposed to, like, later. Because mm. it's just so, you're a ball of nerves and stress when you go for New Faces. Not if and you're you, high on blow. <laughs> yeah. Where was Where was you this? Can't. I needed this pep talk before. Yeah, here, do a couple. He, of he was bumps. new. That's why he didn't know that. You gotta meet me sooner, man. Do you want me to go back in time and talk to you? Please, yeah, give me an eight ball <laughs> before I hit the stage, and then I would have gotten all the deals that I wanted. How Montreal, great city. You've been to Montreal, of course. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I love Montreal, man. Uh, it's just, it's just a fun, beautiful ass city. But I know it's beautiful. Not to fuck with it in the wintertime. Do not fuck with Montreal. Yeah, There's yeah. nothing worse than cold French Canadians. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. worse than uh, people from Russia. <laughs> they are not friendly folk. But it is a fan. One of my favorite places to be in. Yeah, yeah. Not necessarily. Uh, it's not. Outside of the festival, out, out, is, did you, am I uh, Canadian? They, they, yeah, yeah, damn it. Canadian came out. Ooh, that's how I keep my health care. I got a full <laughs> 10 oots a day or <laughs> they take oots. away my passport. <laughs> um, yeah, what I'm getting at is I miss traveling. Yeah. I mean. I've been to 25 countries, 24 of them doing comedy to this, which well, is fine. This is like, it's like Austin's turned into like Fight Club. Yeah. I can see that. Like how? I don't understand. How? how Tom Hanks Austin is not... <laughs> turned into Fight Club. Because it's, an, it's like an underground situation that's going on. A lot of people are probably in despise and disgust of the 
America's freedom. And this might be one of the most freest places in on the planet. A lot of people like who, though? Americans? Everybody I talk to. <laughs> uh, but just, you only talk to the voices in your head. All so right, I don't all know right, all right. If, uh, Bring out the goat. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, look, we're doing it. You guys, you've got tour dates, and a lot of people haven't been on stage in over a year. Yeah, I don't know why those people did that. I, I mean, don't they, know they why was, they, they did were, it. They were outside shows. I know. You know, some be, a lot of people use this as an excuse yes. to cancel the themselves. Pandemic. Uh, oh, sometimes speak. I feel like the pandemic has been a great excuse for people who are just like one foot in the stand-up world. Yeah, you really got to see uh, who stand-up made them tick, mm-hmm. and who was just using it as a springboard into some other thing to do. It is a tick. Yes, like for me, it's a tick. I didn't realize. Yeah. Like, I know I always loved it, but I didn't realize like how much it was an engine for everything else in my life, whether it's like career, but also personal. Um, Mm -hmm. And the pandemic really like shed light on that. Perfect. So Ian hates Tom Hanks. Whoa. He told you that in private. (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't want to jeopardize those Tom Hanks acting jobs. But all, all the, uh, uh, there's, there's clean towels uh, in the cupboard above the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. Use one of those and the hand towel behind the door. Ah, uh, he just strangled somebody. Yeah, he got a lot of blood in there. Are you? But no one's surprised about the people who actually stepped off. They weren't. No, really... it makes sense. You know. Uh, yeah. The the you don't see Tom of... Segura going. Well, I guess that's it for show business. Yeah. No, they found a way. He's moving here. Yeah. He moved but here also, last week. Things are opening up now. I was in L.A. for the last two weeks, mm-hmm. and. There's like an advent of outdoor shows. There's a lot of great outdoor shows. And then also things are opening up inside. Like the comedy store is 25% capacity. And I think by June it's going to be 50 or like... I think it's about to be full. Right? It's about to be full. The OR is already full, I think. Uh, really? It's interesting how these weird baby steps, like... Yes. There's no science behind this. It is kind of odd, like how uh, it goes from... You devastated Wear society. three masks to we're packed now. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess, you know, hospital beds were, f- were full. It's not like bullshit. Cities do what they need to do. Yeah. Every city's different. Everybody's has their own agendas and narratives they're trying to, st- to elevate themselves, like taking pictures of themselves getting vaccinated. Yeah. I hate needles. I'm covered in tattoos. Can't stand needles. That's funny. Every time I go in to have blood drawn... Um, from my mechanic. <laughs> Maybe that's why you hate needles. <laughs> that's true. He does it with a rusty crowbar. Dig in. Uh, I pass out usually. The nurses laugh because I try to explain to them that there's going to potentially be an issue. They're like, oh, you're covered in tattoos. I go, listen, sweetheart, I got to sit down or even lay down. And uh, you're going to need a cold cloth for my forehead because when I come back, I like the bite. You, you need a ha, 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 right on the matrix, Malachi. You need an epidural for them to draw blood. Is an epidural in your spine? Yeah. For pregnant ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could have used an epidural for a couple of bowel movements I had. I love old white cheddar by the brick. Do you like cheese? Look at me. Do you like cheese? What's your favorite cheese? Fahim likes all the cheese. All the cheese. Yeah, I'll do goat sometimes. I'll do, you know. I don't like goat so much. Hmm. I've tried to have eat curry goat. It's it's there's something. I'll do oxtails. Uh. But goat, I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm my son's being murdered. Right. I'll do a brie, you know. I'll do I don't like the scab that's cheddar. on the brie. Cuz I don't know where yeah. the good cheese and the bad cheese starts. So I end up just Fingering out the center, and then it reminds me of summer camp. Right. Yeah, hey, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go to camp? Not re- like summer camp or what? No, concentration camp. <laughs> yeah, summer camp. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> really, I think yeah. One time in fifth grade, we had we went for like a week or two to this place called Camp Orkila. It was like this island. They I usually stick you on State. an island. Yeah. So it was like Lord of the Flies. You stayed in the cabin, cold showers. It was fun, though. Did you see the monarch just fly over there? Whoa. That was for us. A butterfly Damn. just said hello. I have ADD. Listen, man, your place, I just went back to use your bathroom again. Your There's bathroom, blood everywhere. No, your bathroom is like you have a, a flowered pattern toilet mat, and then you have a 
no, there's co- blood. A cover on the toilet that matches that. Like your place is so clean, I feel like I need to take my shoes off in here. Like this feels wrong. You, no, those aren't flowers. Those are bloody handprints. The, those are bloody. Oh, okay. The fa- okay. Did that look like a flower to you? Yeah. See, I guess. You're, you're a positive person. Yeah, yeah. You can, you're the kind it's of a guy. War, it's a Warshak murder test. Yeah. Okay. When you drive by a car accident, you're like, oh, someone put out some roses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, which they did. Yeah, they <laughs> for did the that. dead person. That's weird. They get angry if you pick those flowers up <laughs> and give them to your girl. Yes. <laughs> Because you gotta watch the, the the picture of the girl who was killed with a hammer at the car side. You gotta get rid of that and the cards too. But the flowers look great. Sometimes uh, on Monday mornings, because I usually do the sermons and the burials on Sundays, and uh, I'll just walk through the sermons graveyard. and the burials of who of the people who've died that earlier that month. Right, right. What's your favorite type of funeral to go to? <laughs> Well, like death by hammer, like you were saying earlier. No, 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 no. Like, what kind of like? Have you been to a funeral? I've been to a funeral. Yeah, it's not that hard to pick up girls. Really? I like them. Yeah, how come that about, was never a thing. Funeral crashers. I that should be the spinoff to wedding crashers. I got asked to leave a funeral. I thought it was because I was eating all the uh, uh, cookies. I'm almost surprised that you got asked to a funeral. Oh, I wasn't to leave one. I wasn't asked to. I just show up because I like the <laughs> snacks. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's a great place to meet people that are more grim than me. Uh, speaking, you, you asked Fahim what's his favorite type of funeral to go to. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the best times I ever had in my life, just period. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying I've had a lot of fun fun times because yeah. I'm a comic and yeah. you hang out with other comics. We're going to have fun. One of the best times of my life was Patrice O'Neill's funeral. Okay. And it, you know, yeah. After he died, you you know, you're sad that he's gone and you're gonna miss him. But the only thing there was to look forward to after he died was his funeral, Mm. because we were not gonna disrespect him by not having fun at his funeral. Most definitely. And it was the best comics there, and they understood the whole deal. And it would everybody, without saying it to each other, knew if you came in there miserable, Patrice would not want that. And You'd we be were, abused you know, by would, his ghost. Yeah, you know, he would. That, he would have got out that fucking coffin and trashed <laughs> us. And we were in the back. Like, there's a side room That'd before be the thing starts. Yeah. he's like, "What the fuck are you motherfuckers <laughs> doing, crying and shit uh, at my funeral? How yeah. dare you cry at my funeral?" We were in the back, and it's like a bunch of us. And his mom is like chilling. Within hearing range. Yeah. And we're snapping yeah. on each other, bagging on yeah. each other. We're making jokes about every fucking, fucking thing. Yeah. No holes barred. And we knew we were honoring this motherfucker. Yeah. And uh, even and then even when we were making the church and people gave their speeches, they were just fun. And we, we laughed the entire funeral, man. That's like, the thing. I've seen worse comedy shows. Yeah. That's the uh, that's where I kind of revel in that, that when things are at its grimmest mm-hmm. and worst is an opportunity for you to reveal a, a gift to elevate the situation. Yeah, yeah. And you know, Patrice's standards and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, contribution, mm-hmm. uh, you'd be. Like you said, being a disservice to his memory yeah, yeah. by coming in there with a, a sob story mm-hmm. and uh, a, f- a contrived angst. Yeah. You want to come in there with your teeth out because everyone else is amped yeah. up. We're trashing each other's clothes. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about all kinds of shit. Like we didn't give a- his mom was right there. She's laughing to his sister. You know, people who loved him, and he's like, we were just all there. It was just fun as fuck. It's like if you missed it, that funeral, you'd have felt terrible. Yeah. I was lucky enough to do 11 shows with Patrice at the Nasty Show. That's a great combination, Lex. you and Patrice on a show. Yeah. yeah. It was it was Nick DiPaolo hosting. Oh, shit. Joe DeRosa, mm. uh, uh, Otto and George. Oh, Otto and George. Otto and George. monsters, bro. Puppet. You, yeah, of course. Yo. Uh, Chris Neff and uh, myself and Patrice. That mm-hmm. was the lineup with P- Nick was hosting. It was it was awesome. That's awesome a, show. That's an amazing ass. Yeah, fucking dirty, yeah. dirty show. A uh, dirty show at the club soda. Yeah, I think we had eleven shows. All you have to do is name the lineup, and it will be redundant to say dirty show. I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, the, 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 yeah. They, well, it was called the nasty show, most popular show at the festival. That new mm-hmm. faces. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know what I, I think they're actually gearing up to do some form of the Just for Last Festival, yeah. limited occupancy. Yeah, like like in LA, but like I, I I don't know, like viral, like on the internet, like there's actual shows, but people can I don't know. I'd be lying if I told yeah. you how it was going to work. Yeah, I, I don't think it's uh, it's a ha- it's an attempt. You know, and you got to respect people for any kind of a attempts. salvaged attempt yeah. of the festival yeah. for this year, at least. All of these major European music festivals have put together multi-million dollar lineups for music festivals uh, all across Europe. And there's a couple of dates mm-hmm. um, here in the U.S., but starting spring of next year. You're going to see these four-day, like, Glastonbury and right, Reading right. Festival and stuff. Those are going to be so crazy after the break. so crazy. Like, if you thought them shits was crazy before. Yeah. Yeah, I know. People are going to act like people the war crying, is Yeah, crying, kissing just each ended. other. That shit is A lot like, of unprotected sex. I mean, people are going to... Fahim. <laughs> baby yeah. dump. Yeah, like, imagine uh, a break like we just had, and I'm using break as a nice word. A war. And you, yeah, and now you're back on the, to, into a situation that was already crazy. Mm. Add drugs to that, yeah. and the feeling of missing all yeah. of that feeling, an that appreciation shit, for the and human a, experience, con- experience of contact and uh-huh. a festival. Like I, I used to go to uh, uh, Coachella mm-hmm. pretty much every year, or if Sorry not Coachella, some other festival. And a lot of people hate it. Like <laughs> when you when you when you post pictures. That you're at Coachella, you get bomb threats. <laughs> you know, like people. I wish a, people would write yeah. shit. Like I wish a bomb. That's a would trendy blow. thing. It's to a say. trendy thing it's a, yeah, it's, to hate it if you're not yeah. there. But it's like when you go to Coachella, everybody is in Christmas mode. Mm. You know how Christmas changes the mode of festival mode. It's, it's like so it's festival mode. Yeah. Like like people save up for it. Yeah, whether they have money or not, mm-hmm. and they are going yeah. the mentality. To have a great time, mm-hmm. so you're running into people at their best. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's how society should be as a whole. That, that's how society should be at home. But the people who don't go, they're home, fucking hating and trashing. Yeah. And I said, I'd rather be at the festival with people in a good mood than home with the people in a bad fucking mood hating. Like, why would I? I'd rather spend money to be away from you, yeah. negative motherfuckers. So exactly. Trash my Instagram feed or whatever. But I'm going where it's mentally healthy right now. Yeah, it's it, maybe this analogy is a little askew, but it's like when somebody borrows money off you and they don't pay you back, it's like, great, you just paid. To end our friendship. Yeah, it's great. I'm only out of... It's cheap. Uh, yeah, it was totally cheap. Yeah. The physical, mental stress of, of you, knowing you. Of knowing you, I look at it as, as a buyout. Good for you. Yeah, I, I, can, I don't have to go to my therapist anymore. Yeah. I don't have to pay my therapist. Yeah. I don't have to pay for knowing you. You I'm went to good. a therapist? No. Therapists come to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great opening line. Therapist. It's not a line. It's real talk. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever go to a therapist? I did. Oh, yeah, you did? I did because... Age is what? I'll tell you why. So I used to listen to Howard Stern, Mm -hmm. and uh, I felt like he got most of his material, because he's on the radio every day. Yeah. From going to his therapist and he used to talk about you want to have long form conversation with somebody. So I felt like <laughs> his therapist helped him come up with shit from his past to talk about on his radio show. Mm-hmm. So I think when Richard Jenny yeah. committed suicide, that's when Jamie at the Laugh Factory offered comics three therapy. So you get like six, three sessions with these one of one of two one of those two ladies. And if you wanted to continue with them afterwards, uh you could pay. So I was like, I'll take the six three sessions and see if I can come up with some material material. Mm. Uh after the six three sessions, I didn't go any longer because those ladies were terrible co-writers. I didn't help me come up with anything. So I'm like, fuck therapy. I'm just gonna write on my own. One of them got murdered. One of those ladies? That's the lady who got thrown off the balcony, right? Drew Carey's ex-girlfriend? Those ladies were too young to date. Well, not young enough to date Drew Carey. Okay. These were were mature You remember the lady, that guy was on Kill Tony and then he killed his girlfriend? Oh, vaguely. Yeah, and he was on TMZ. I think that was a young chick. She was not a therapist. Not not 
if she was, she wasn't a therapist for I thought the she Laugh was Factory. The in, I thought she was the in-house therapist for Laugh Factory. No, no. I, it was, I so you, you were telling your personal stories to two different women? No, I picked one of them, um. and I was sitting with them to see what... I, I, it was like, you know, you're a comic. You want to experience everything. And, like, I've never been to therapy before. Mm-hmm. But we, they, they, I didn't come up with any material. They, I wasn't... It, it just... Did you get any peace of mind out of it? I was just normal, man. Just, <laughs> just fucking these, I, 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 these girls I, let me down. Yeah, it's the, it's we were supposed to go to the top. Yeah, we were supposed to. Yeah, I was The Writer's to, Guild. I, I was expecting to get a special worth of material out of these therapy sessions, and I didn't even get one bit. So I quit. <laughs> like I told you, my DNA, when I'm a 23, is funny. Yeah. Like, why am I here if this shit yeah. ain't funny? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm out. Like, I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, you, you're, well, you know, you're a little impatient. <laughs> so I should have stayed longer. <laughs> Fahim would have stayed just to not have bad negative energy between him and this woman he's never going to see again. I, I, yeah, yeah. Like, I spent six hours with her. Six Like, hours. I could have spent six hours writing mm-hmm. and came, had material. It was nothing. I'm sorry you had a problem with your therapist. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, I get people try to give me all kinds of evaluations at the end of the show. And I actually Hilarious. Had a, I, had a, I uh, could see that. Uh, some therapists. I think it's just their way of uh, uh, trying to fuck virtue you. signaling. Or, no, no, no one wants to fuck me after that <laughs> show. And anybody who does has got a problem. My friend's like, that girl likes you at the show. And I'm like, first of all, that girl <laughs> has got a cigarette burn. On the middle of her face. A what burn? Oh, I pronounced cigarette wrong. A cigarette burn. Yeah, yeah cigarette. I say, I say cigarette, cigarette. Yeah, I have some mispronunciations that I've never uh, corrected. corrected. I'm having a stroke right now. <laughs> My eye is drooped down on Elijah. And relax. It's hot in here. All right. I want to go see this lake, man. Let's go to the lake. Are you, and you, and you're, this is right next to it. The, you're going to see it. It takes... Three minutes to walk. Oh, through let's the lake. do this shit, brother. Thanks for being on the show. What right. do you, Ian? Are you moving here or not? No, I'm gonna come back and forth, bro. Yeah, it's close enough. You're, you're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fahim lives here. I have a place for now, but uh, I might go back to LA. Yeah, and then maybe I'll come back. Every, like, I think I, I planted enough roots here during it's, the pandemic, so there's an infrastructure. If I want to come back, I know the people. Definitely. I can get up, uh, but LA's coming back and. So I'm not completely ripcording, you know. So you have a luxury of those that kind of uh, decision making because no wife and no kids. That's true. You yeah. really there's that thirty days from going anywhere. Yeah, you know there is this romance. I think that's why every guy loves that movie Heat. You know, like Robert De Niro has this line in there. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. "Don't be what fuck." What's the quote? He's like, basically the gist of the quote is he makes his life such that he can't leave a situation in five minutes. Like uproot, go anywhere else. There's a romance to that. Yeah. So when the pandemic hit and I had this writing job, I was zooming. I was miserable. I had nothing at night, nothing mm-hmm. the, during the weekend. I was like, uh, I can do this from anywhere. Why don't I just go to Austin? Yeah. And people thought I was crazy, or they're like, How could you do Jealous that? Jealous is the word. Uh, but it was just like such a such like a no brainer to me. Yeah. It wasn't hard to do at all. I'm like, What am I doing here? Sam Kennison said it. Go where the food is. And t- tell them what you did once the snowstorm hit. I got on a plane and I flew back to LA. Yeah. <laughs> so he heated, he heated Austin once the temperatures dropped too. He just bounced and went yeah, back to LA. He's willing to go anywhere, but he's also a pussy. I'm also a pussy. No, but let me tell you this. <laughs> no, if you followed me on Instagram, you saw the stories. I was walking through the snow to Fiesta Mart for 20 minutes. I was in the yeah. shit. I was in the snowstorm for mm-hmm. pretty much no, no, like a week, a week. Yeah. And it was, it was like, I mean, I talk about it, like. I had no groceries. I had no car out here. So I was just Ubering everywhere and getting Uber Eats. And all the cars were off the road. Yeah. So, like, I didn't have food. No, I I was trying to... I I was, like, going to die in the fanciest way. I was lucky enough to befriend a local person that had me come stay with him and his family for two nights until things came back around. Yeah. But there was... I was sitting in my bed with blankets on with a candle between my legs and a book it was getting dicey just doing the shawshank wait out you're in a developed world yeah but you know as a human you need certain things to survive i know but i enjoy the fact 
uh, that everybody was freaking out, and I was kind of giggling, like, ah, it's just, I'm Canada. Yeah, because you're Mr. Freeze over here. I, I hate the cold, but the the the, the screaming and, and crying of... of uh, that was, that it, kept it, you warm? It keeps me warm. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I'm telling you, I, the tornado. So I was cool the entire week. I was fine. And then my water got shut off, like, on the last day, like, the last two or three days of the snowstorm. Mm. And I just had enough. I was like, fuck this. So... And there was like lines at supermarkets and shit. You ran, we got it. I ran, I Ted cruised it. <laughs> if it's good enough for your guy, it's good enough for me. I got it. This you're guy smart. runs the place that he ran. Look, you're an engineer. I'm a visitor and I bounce. An engineer. Yeah. You engineer. I crunch the numbers. You crunch the numbers and go one plus one. Yeah, I plugged it into the equation and it said leave yeah. until things sort themselves out. Totally. And I gave it a week and then I came back and things were back to normal. Like, I didn't have to be here while the state worked itself out. No. I heated it. I De Niroed. I got on a plane. I contemplated myself, but again, everyone's terror and screaming kept you warm. Kept me warm. Yeah. Thanks for and being on the show. Course. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And uh, where can people find you? TomHanks.com. You can find me uh, FahimAnwar.com uh, on Instagram at FahimAnwar uh, on TikTok at FahimAnwar Comedy because FahimAnwar fucking you're on took TikTok that. And begrudgingly, you're not on TikTok. begrudgingly, but yeah. Yeah. You're good at it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to begrudgingly get on TikTok. I signed but up my account. I'm squatting on it. I, si- it. I signed up for an account. Bef- I, it's not on my phone now, but I signed up for an account just so if I wanted to get on the name would, I, you know. You lock the, up your shit. You should be there available. And, yeah. and uh, I'm on Instagram at Ian Edwards Comic and I'm on Twitter at Ian Edwards Comic. But I'm going to get on I'll get on anything begrudgingly. If it just helps me build asses a fan in the base. Seats. Asses in, in the, the seats. seats. And asses in the seats means independence. You know if it I mean? stopped at MySpace and we could put asses in the seats, we're all reminiscing about MySpace. Mm-hmm. How nice was MySpace? Mm-hmm. You said reminiscing? My, my, my account is still alive. I've tried to close my account like mm-hmm. every five years and it won't They die. won't let you. They, they won't, please. Yeah, they won't let I it. I update my top. Eight like every <laughs> every week. That'd be Motherfucker, that better be funny. on there. That's a TikTok video of you going into your MySpace and showing no, them. The kids would be like, "What is this?" Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show, guys. Uh, let's go take a little wander down to Ladybird Lake and throw rocks at tourists. Ah, uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Stop! Stop! What happened was true. The most bizarre and brutal series of crimes in America.